You are listening to episode 243, and today I'm answering the question of how do you hold space for all of the things? A brilliant question to understand how we can have so much energy and so much emotion throughout our entire day and to be able to move from one part of the day to the next without carrying all of the emotion and energy from the other situations. This is a really cool conversation. I'm excited you're here. Let's take a listen. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. So happy that you're here. Thank you for joining me. As always, it's just one of my favorite spaces to come to every single week. And just knowing I'm connecting with you, it's really cool when I hear from you, but I just fully trust that we're connecting and you can always reach out. Um, I'll say in the beginning instead of at the end, uh, just a reminder that I do free consultation calls every month. So I set aside one day, just a few slots for free consultation calls, and that's exactly what it is. <clears throat> it's just a, an opportunity for you to hop on the, a call with me on Zoom and connect, and you can have a no-strings-attached conversation of, hey, this is what I'm going through, what's coaching like, how can you help me, what kind of options could there be if it's something that you're interested in, and truly, it's it's not a sales call. It's not you coming in... Um, committing to like, hey, I'm, I'm going to do coaching with you. Let's figure out what program, nothing like that. It's just just seeing if it fits, seeing if it might support you. And um, I always say to all of the women I speak with that I fully trust you and your intuition and the decisions that you make for yourself. I don't need to influence you. I don't need to convince you of anything. Um, and that's a lot of I guess a peek into how I do my coaching is that my goal is for you to learn how to trust yourself and for you to learn how to be your best healer and guider and teacher in your own life. And um, it starts with the process of making a decision of whether or not you want to do coaching or anything like that. Um, so know you have the the power within yourself and I trust that for you. So anyway, If you're interested in that, I have just a couple slots left. I know a few have been taken. Um, So you can go into the link into the show notes. Uh, It's right there to sign up for a free consultation. You can also just shoot me an email, erin at erinjoyceco.com. I'll send you a link, set you up. Um, The the main program that I have is called Layered Growth Academy. That's a six-month commitment with amazing modules teaching all the tools along with one-on-one mentorship. That's It's a nice, intense program, meaning... It's like an all-in. It's the full Monty, and I love it. Um, But sometimes that's more than we want or need, and there are a lot of different options that I have created for you um, and can also individualize different options. You can head to my website, erinjoyceco.com, and under Work With Me, you can see all information on the Layered Growth Academy. You can also take a look at my energy healing calls. I hold um, a few every month. So women who are already signed up and there's usually like a spot or two extra. So if that's something you're interested in, you can absolutely have a one-off energy healing call. These are really cool because it's exactly what it is. It's focused much more on energy healing, 
releasing things. Um, and through distant ra- distance Reiki at the end of our healing call, um, it's really cool. I get a lot of neat messages that I think are great to just continue to guide you, validate you. Um, those are really fun calls. So if you're interested or want to know more, or can you explain more of this, shoot me an email again, Aaron at AaronJoyceCo.com. Okay, let's get into today. I had a brilliant question from one of my one-on-one calls this week, and I told her, I was like, you know what? I think this is probably a really good podcast conversation because if you're asking this, then everyone's asking this. So she looked at me and she's like, Aaron, how do you specifically, but how does anybody hold space for all of the things, you know, to have, so me specifically, and I get this question more than you would probably think, um, you know, how do you handle you know, she's like, I know I'm bringing a lot to the table when we have our calls. Like I have a lot going on in my life. I bring a lot to the table. She's like, so I can only assume all of the other women you work with bring a lot to the table. (laughs) I'm like, yes, you're right. She's like, how do you do that? Like, how do you transition from one person to the next person? She's like, how does anybody do that? You know, when you're dealing with say things inside of your marriage in the home and then you have to like go to work or like go to the kid's birthday party. She's like, how... Like, how do we separate and make space for all this stuff without it all just being carried throughout everything? And like, basically how, like, you you know, it's, it's hard. Like, how do you, how do you put on the face? How do you, how do you move through it genuinely and authentically without it, um, feeling like completely disassociated to show up for different things? I was like, this is such a good question. Cause again, I get asked a lot like how because I obviously I don't think there's anybody in the world who doesn't have stuff going on in their life all the time like once you hit 30 (laughs) or maybe it's just the life stage of marriage and kids or even just having several years of career under belt like things just get deeper and harder with every year of life that you had on no matter your circumstances so like we all have stuff and um, I found it to be a really intriguing question and thought-provoking question because it gave me a moment right in that conversation, but also in preparation to talk with you today around, wow, how do I do that? Because I do it. I feel like I do it pretty well. There's no such thing as perfect, but it, it created a good question. And so I want to share this with you because it is such a riddle, right? To figure out like, okay, I'm hearing these messages from Aaron or whomever of how important it is to feel your feelings, right? But then how how do I do that and continue through life without just being on the verge of breaking down everywhere? Or like, how can I feel the emotions of feeling angry or frustrated in this situation because my kid's going through stuff or like I'm having an argument with my significant other, whatever it is, and then still be able to show up in this other place and I'm still feeling angry. And even as I talk now, because I wrote just a couple things down to share with you because I love concrete stuff. Hopefully you do too. Um, it's really important to recognize that I completely forgot what I was going to say. So we're going to hope that that comes back. This is this is real life podcasting without scripting, guys. <laughs> this is this is real. Um, so okay, so what I'm going to do is talk with you about the couple things that I wrote down here because it's probably what I was going to say is in here anyway. Um, the biggest thing is boundaries. Well, all of the things are biggest things that I share. None of them is more important than the other. But I find that creating boundaries is so significant. And also a big practice because I think a lot of women don't 
learn how to set boundaries. And I think I just remembered what I was going to say. I want you to remember that we have not been taught as a generation to, for the most part, again, it's not an absolute statement. There are, there are people outliers, but as a generation as a whole, we have not been taught how to regulate our emotions. We have not been modeled or shown how to feel our feelings um, productively and efficiently, right? So as you begin to do your own work where you're learning how to feel your feelings, it's going to be a little messy. And if you've been someone like, here's the classic, I was this person, like, I don't cry. I don't cry. Raise your hand if you're that woman, especially. And we know most men would raise their hands. Well, sorry to tell you, and you're going to be okay, but that means there's probably a lot of emotion that didn't get to come out of you. And it does compound. So, and I've seen this in one of my clients, if she's listening, you know who you are, and I think you're so brave and amazing, and she's getting to the other side of it. But as soon as you begin to allow yourself to feel your feelings, they're they're going to be super excited to come out. <laughs> they're going to want to come out everywhere. And you're going to be like, why can't I stop crying? <laughs> it's going to happen. And so figuring out how to hold space for all the things. So what I, why I share that with you is I'm going to share these couple things. Please know it's not going to, um, you can't listen to this podcast. And I say this a lot in my episodes. You can't listen to this podcast and be like, okay, I'm going to do it exactly as Aaron shared with me and then it will fix everything. There's, there is this linear, um, but not, well, it's like an up and down growth, right? That we try things, it's clunky. There's a growth period, a learning curve through it all. Okay, so just remember that, that when feelings feel super messy for you, if you're someone who you haven't felt a lot of feelings in your life, first of all, that's okay. Coping mechanism, it's what you've been taught. It's how you've survived your life. And like, cool, now you know. And if you make the decision that I need to figure out how to feel these feelings and be productive in them, bravo, super courageous, super brave. And it's gonna be a little clunky, just like learning how to ride a bike, right? So give yourself that space and grace to know that that's gonna be a part of of the learning and the growth. Okay, so boundaries. I always tell my women and myself, check in with your physical, emotional, mental and energetic boundaries. We can have boundaries on all of these levels. You don't need boundaries on all of the levels all of the time, but this is where you have to check in with yourself because there are boundaries that are very black and white. Like, no, you may not come over right now, or I need to leave at seven, even though the event goes to nine, right? Very cut and dried boundaries. But I find that we are very, very loose if we have boundaries at all around our mental and emotional spaces. So here's what I mean by that. I'm going to use my coaching calls as an example. It's really important. So there's the physical boundary. This is the time that our call is like you scheduled your time. This is your half hour slot. This is when we need to finish. Sometimes I let it go longer if I don't have another call. Sometimes I have to tell them right in the beginning, I have a hard stop at our end time, right? So I'm very clear about my boundaries, the physical boundary of the call. Emotionally. excuse me, it's really important that I, and I go into my calls before I go in, call in my spirit guides, whatever your thing is, say a prayer, just an intention to yourself. Let this person's energy be theirs and my energy be mine. Their emotions be theirs. My emotions be mine. And I have this intention of being able to witness and hold space for their emotions, but I have to be very, very careful 
not to feel the same emotions as they are because they are not my feelings. And that's it's hard to do because there's a difference between being compassionate and holding space for someone's feelings and also being like empathic and empathetic where it kind of absorbs their emotions and their energy and that's where it can get really messy. If you're someone who's very empathic and empathetic, it is going to feel hard for you because simply being compassion and holding that line is going to feel like I don't care about them. It's not true. And so my my clue when I'm that boundary is getting a little fuzzy is when say they're crying and I feel like I need to cry that I just want to like fall apart with them. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. And there are times I do start crying with them because I have I have strong connections with them. I, I care about them deeply and their growth and their wellness, right? So sometimes it is going to get a little messy. And what I'm going to share next is going to be how we, we clear that up. Mentally, and so that emotional and energetic is very similar. So there are times where like, say you go into, I would go into the call and we'll talk about myself and you can apply it wherever it feels and makes sense for your own life. I go into the call feeling nice and calm. And then after the call, there are times where it's like, why do I feel so agitated? Or like, why do I feel nervous right now? That's when I have to ask myself, oh, wait, is this my energy or somebody else's energy? And sometimes it is just someone else's. It's a little bit like, and this is what I explained on my call with the person who asked this question. It's like, you know how if you sit down to watch a movie and something really sad, like Old Yeller, <laughs> and at the end of the movie, you're, it's like you can't get your crap together. It's like, why do I feel so sad? It's just not leaving. I don't understand. There's nothing I'm sad about. But I, it's like the energy of the movie stays with you. Or like, have you ever finished a book that just moves you so deeply? And you close the book and like, you just have this energy in you of like, oh, you know, I can't, I just the, the energy of it that it's like this separation that's hard to make. And then obviously we can feel other people's emotions. So those are kind of hand in hand. A mental boundary is when you're thinking about things. And I think most women can really identify with this because it's not as hard to identify as emotions or energy if that's not a muscle we have built. How often do you lay in bed and like you're thinking about the fight or the thing you wanted to say and you didn't say it or the situation where you feel like you made a fool of yourself and you're ruminating over oh man, what did that look like? I'm so embarrassed, whatever it might be. Or thinking about all the stuff we have to do for work or all the stuff we have to do for our kids' school or whatever it might be. So my boundary is if I'm in a place where I don't want to be thinking about those things, I literally say that in my head. Like you're not welcome on like at my dinner table. I, I'll think about you later, but you are not welcome here at my dinner table. You are not welcome here in my shower. I'm, I don't want you in my shower. I, and when you think of it that way, it almost creates it as a physical boundary. It, it It's easier to see how intrusive it is that like, would you, if you're thinking about that person at work, would you be okay if they climbed into your shower with you? You'd be like, no, that's completely unacceptable. So why do we allow them in the shower in our minds, right? Or whatever it might be. Um, so that just creates a more concrete boundary for me with, with mementals. So another thing we can do is, um, so one thing, boundaries. Two, rituals. And this is, and this, I think ritual sounds kind of hokey. It's very simple. So what I mean is like, um, uh, like almost transitional activities. So maybe before you come home from work, you take a five minute walk around the block or you have a routine that you sit in the car and listen to a song or two 
and like try and think about nothing just to, to have a ritual of like okay work stuff is there home is here or um, I just had an argument or a confrontation or a difficult conversation with somebody my ritual after that is to take five deep breaths and intentionally say I'm releasing this the energy of this conversation I'm releasing the other person's emotions from this conversation we are finished with this right just have some type of ritual you can sage you can um you can even like clap around your body or like wipe your body off as if like I am releasing, like wiping off the situation to move on to the next part of my day. So those are kind of silly things, but they work. And again, I think it's just like easy for your brain. Um, again, deep breaths, a little bit of movement. Maybe it's stretch- stretching. Maybe it's mantras like I'm leaving this situation here and now I'm moving on to the next thing. Like just some something very uncomplicated and ritualistic in that way. Another thing I just thought of with boundaries, with physical boundaries, be sure that you are not like, you know how they say don't do anything in your bed, but sleep and intimacy with your partner. And I, I think a lot of people read too, but that like helps you sleep. But don't basically like don't eat in your bed. Don't do work in your bed because then it creates a, a, a really messy boundary where your body's going to have a really tough time realizing like this is where we sleep and it can create difficulty with sleep. Keep that in mind with all the other other things that you don't want to touch. It's kind of like what food on your plate do you not want touching? Then don't let them touch. Like if you... If you don't want to, um, I don't know, if you're having like difficulty with a relationship in your life, but your safe place is sitting on your couch all cozy in your blankets and your animals, that's me, I'm not going to have um, thoughts and feelings or texting conversations or phone call conversations with this person on my couch. I don't want that energy in that space. I don't want it to touch my food. (laughs) So just know that that's also a way to really keep boundaries around the things you do. Also have timeframes for how you're feeling. So sometimes we just need to feel our feelings big. This is especially works well to begin to learn how to regulate your emotions. So it's telling yourself, okay, I'm really upset about this situation and I'm going to give myself this many minutes to feel my feelings. And then when that timer is up, I'm done. And again, obviously, this is a boundary. Another thing is like I can really be in my feelings uh, and I know that. So something that I often do is like I'm going to allow myself to feel crappy about this for the whole day. Like this is my day to just be like, let's get the hats on and the pity party going. And then when I wake up tomorrow, I am done. This is my only day that I get to feel really crappy about this. And it gives just a nice time frame for your brain and permission to feel the feelings that are coming up without pushing them down like we've all learned how to do so well but also know like okay you're not going to get stuck in this because there's literally a timer at the end and we're not going to be stuck here another thing that is probably one of the most powerful tools is presence nothing can live in the present moment um books like the power of now um obviously we practice this through meditation it's 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 a simple concept to hear. It's a really, really difficult concept to integrate because most of us live in our heads. Most of us live in the past or project into the future, especially as women, like we are wired to anticipate what's going to happen and to anticipate other people's needs. So we, and except our own, <laughs> right? So it's really hard for us to reel ourselves into the present. Men are really good at staying in the moment like to a fault, right? We are the different extremes. This is a practice to be built. And there are so many ways you can do it. Yes, you can do meditation. 
But sitting with a guided meditation on one of those meditation apps and and be and thinking about a million things while, while it's playing in your ears does not count. Okay, like cool that it's checked off and says you meditated for this many hours, fabulous, but it doesn't count. Like it's, it, we have to be intentional about how we're able to stay in the moment and not be thinking about what had happened outside of this moment and what ha- what's going to happen in front of this moment. So simple things you can do is just constantly come back to what's happening right now. Where am I right? Right now I'm speaking into a microphone recording my podcast, watching all the colors bounce around on my screen, period. That's the only thing that's happening in this exact moment, okay? It's it's a practice, and what I recommend is practicing outside of heightened situations because then when that muscle's built, you'll be able to apply it to those more emotionally charged situations with more ease. If you're only trying to practice it when you're emotionally charged or in harder, more difficult, more uncomfortable situations, it's going to feel much harder to access. So I want you to do things like the 54321, which is where you go through all of your senses. Like what are five things I can see, four things I can hear, three things I can touch, whatever it might be, okay? Also just come to your breath. Just label it in, like breathing in, breathing out, breathing in, out. And just stay with your breath. Come into your body. Notice sensations. You can do like a head-to-toe body scan and just label like tingling on my head, tensions and tension in my shoulders, rumbling in my belly. But you don't have to say like, I'm hungry. Oh my gosh, should I eat? Like we're not making anything of it. It's just labeling it. It's bringing yourself into your body. Use your senses and your breath to bring you into the present moment. And again, do it in simple situations. Try it when you're eating. Try it when you're driving. Try it, um, you know, at night after the kids are down. Sit down in the living room or in your bedroom and just be there for five minutes and see. Like, And that's meditation. Like, That's what meditation is. It's learning. And here's the thing. Thoughts are going to come in. And that's when we can be like, oh, I'm going to label that as a thought and put it in a cloud and let it drift away. And that's, that's how we build that muscle. And it takes a long time. So sit with that and work on that to see how that feels. But presence is really, really going to help you hold space for all of the things. So again, like when I'm on my coaching calls, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent with that person. I am right here, fully invested in this person's energy and their facial expressions and the emotions that they're sharing and the words that they're sharing. I'm not thinking about what I need to eat or like, oh crap, I forgot to do that thing or like who's coming on next. Nothing. I'm 100% here. So then when the next call comes in, literally there's no break in between. It's just like, all right, my next call's in. See ya. Kind of, you know, it's nicer than that and better transition than that. But then I'm 100% with that person. I'm not thinking about what the other person was talking about in the last call, but it, it's taking it has taken me building that muscle to have that presence to be able to do that. Um, and sometimes it's easier, easier than others. Also recognize, and I haven't talked about this in a while, I don't think on the podcast, but recognizing where you are in your cycle as a woman, um, whether you're looking at the moon phase or your body's phases, that's going to shift your ability to manage your different energy. Um so that's that could be a whole conversation as well. But just know that that's going to play into it. Like there are times in our cycles that we can be much more focused and present than other times because of the difference in our hormones. And the moon can control the ocean. So obviously it controls us as well. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop there. Um, yeah, I already did my spiel. 
you know how to reach me. Um, follow me on Instagram at Aaron Joyce Co. underscore. I've been much more active there, really enjoying it. Love the connections there. Love being back. Um, I think that's all. So go out there, have an amazing week. You're amazing. You are wonderful. You are brilliant. You are enough. Always. You were before, you are now, and you will be tomorrow. So go out there, have an amazing week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I will talk to you next time.